New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Roger Houston. Welcome to New Dimensions Cafe. Today I'm hosting Dr. Eric Mazel, author of Life Purpose Bootcamp, the eight-week breakthrough plan for creating a meaningful life. Eric, welcome to New Dimensions Cafe. Great to be with you, Roger. Yes, let's sit in the corner here with our cappuccinos and um, see what arises out of us creatively. I wonder what are the most creative moments or events that you find in your day? Well, I start out my day writing, I don't like to miss that. So you will find me at 5.30 or 6 in the morning, not checking my email, not turning to the busyness of the day, but turning to my own work. It's one of the things that I try to suggest to clients is that as hard as it is to not immediately get oriented towards the busyness of the day. As hard as that is, it's really important to turn to your own creative work first thing. Because otherwise, if you try to do it the other way around, if you try to live your day and then get to your creative work, not only do you have few neurons left, not only are you tired, but you've also gotten sad during the day because you haven't been doing your real work. So what happens is you're then trying to do your creating against a little bit of a backdrop of depression by the evening. So not only is it uh, a sort of depression antidote to start your work first thing, but it's also a, a meaning boost, a meaning vitamin to start your day with your own work. I love that, a meaning vitamin. Yes. So your writing that you do at the beginning of the day, is it free writing or do you mean writing on a particular project that you're working on? I'm always on a project. Most recently, I've been working on a book about mental health reform. There's a worldwide movement that doesn't agree with or believe in the way that mental health services are conceptualized and delivered nowadays. So I feel passionate about the activist work that I'm doing, and I'm I'm writing in that area every day. Can you say a little bit more about the uh, worldwide movement that you spoke of? Absolutely. And it needs a little bit of a background. The two major remedies for psychological distress or emotional distress offered to human beings are talk therapy and chemicals. The DSM-5, and that is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of the American Psychiatric Association, is the Bible for diagnosing and treating mental disorders. Many of us believe that it's a shopping catalog and not a real manual that mental disorders don't actually exist as defined. That isn't to say distress doesn't exist. That isn't to say sadness or anxiety or addiction or hearing voices. Obviously, lots of things exist. But the activity of putting a label on that, of me walking in and I'm saying I'm sad and you handing me a clinical depression label, that interaction we believe is fraudulent. We believe you've just handed me something that's made up. And so there's a worldwide movement trying to expose what we believe are made-up mental disorders and what flows from that 
concoction, which is providing chemicals, it's really hard to understand why an individual would believe that hating their job or hating their relationship could be helped by a chemical. And yet, that's the situation we find ourselves in now, that if we are distressed by circumstances, and millions of people are distressed by their circumstances, including poverty or warfare, what have you, to be distressed by your circumstances, it does not make sense that a chemical would provide the antidote to that. Yeah, absolutely. And the only thing I would like to add to that is, it's one thing if an adult wants to buy that transaction. You know, if you want to walk in and accept a label and go out with your prescription, that's one thing. Children have no say in the matter. And now one in 12 American children are on psychiatric medication. And that number is growing all the time. There are new mental disorders of childhood being created all the time by folks sitting around a table. ADHD was the most popular mental disorder of children last year. Now we have oppositional defiant disorder catching up as a popular one. If you say no three times in a row, you have a mental disorder, so to speak. All of the activities of boyhood look to be a mental disorder now, squirming and moving and all of that. Mm. So someone needs to speak for the children, but also help the parents fight the pressures put upon them by their schools and by all around by the media to medicate their children. Dr. Pennebaker at University of Houston has been doing some really interesting research and work for the last 20 years on a quite radical and creative alternative to both talk therapy and to chemicals, which is writing. And he's done an enormous research study over 20 years uh, that shows that writing for 15 minutes a day, free writing without stopping and without editing, on the same difficulty or issue that you have, doing that for 15 minutes a day for five days actually has more effect on PTSD patients than talk therapy and certainly chemicals. So it, it's interesting that, that... Because that's returned... I mean, the simple way to say that is it returns the work to the human being. Exactly. Exactly. It does that, yes. And to return to your creative moments in the morning, and right now, as you say, you're working on this uh, book, I s assume, uh, on this whole mental health issue. Don't you think, though, that people have different times of the day that are creative for them, or is it, does it always have to be the morning? No, absolutely. Uh, people have different rhythms. They ought to create when they feel like creating, so to speak. What I'm talking to, though, is the person who isn't succeeding at getting their creating done and they're throwing good hours after bad in the sense that they're still trying to get to their creating in the evening after their day job, and it's just not happening. If what you are doing works, I'm not going to tamper with that. The proof is in the pudding. If what you are doing works, go do it. But if what you're doing isn't working, then I do think there are some strong, important reasons for trying this idea of instituting a morning creativity practice. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. And to, to take us a, uh, a few steps further than that, what would you say are the next couple of crucial keys for anyone really wanting to commit to their creativity? Well, I think one is getting quiet enough to create. We, we have talked uh, previously in, in other settings about the necessity of getting quiet. Often I'll get a client who comes in and 
maybe she's in her mid-40s and she has her MFA in creative writing and she's read 463 trillion books and doesn't have an idea for a novel. And she's completely disappointed in herself and can't believe that she can't have a good idea for a novel given how many novels she's read, how much training she's had, how many hours she's put in front of a computer screen. How could it be? And of course, she's bad-mouthing herself and believes that she either doesn't have the talent or the discipline. That's the way she'd be talking to herself. And what I immediately say is there's nothing to do with talent or discipline. It's about noise. And until you can get your mind quiet enough, whatever you learn to do to get your mind quiet enough for ideas to bubble up, until that happens, you're not going to have your good idea for a novel. So then the work becomes how to actually quiet the mind, anxiety management techniques because there's anxiety that threads through the creative process, not knowing provokes anxiety, having to choose provokes anxiety. If you're just choosing between a good tasting cereal and a good for you cereal, even that can provoke a tendril of anxiety. But this is super anxiety because every single thing you do as a creative person is one choice after another. Put the red in, put the blue in, put the comma in, take the comma out. One choice after another. Therefore, one anxious moment after another. Therefore, if you don't know how to manage your anxiety, you're going to run off and drink or have an affair or flee the encounter. You're going to go away from the encounter because you don't want the experience of anxiety. So that's a long-winded way of saying that the main work there, the main thing for a person who's experiencing the difficulty of not having a good idea is getting calmer. Do you suggest meditation? I suggest many things, meditation being one of them. I've done a book called Mastering Creative Anxiety, which has a menu of 20 anxiety management techniques, from visualization to breathing, cognitive work, something called disidentification, relaxation techniques. There are many things to try, which is great. Some are more somatic, some are more body things, some are more intellectual, but there are many things to try to reduce your experience of anxiety. And it's lovely that there's such a large menu because something ought to work for you. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Eric Mazel, thank you so much. I've been uh, speaking with Dr. Eric Mazel, author of Life Purpose Bootcamp, the eight-week breakthrough plan for creating a meaningful life. And if you'd like to know more about the work of Dr. Mazel, you can go to his website, ericmazel.com. That's Eric, E-R-I-C, Mazel, M-A-I-S-E-L dot com, or you can get there on the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Roger Houston, and I want to thank you for joining us at New Dimensions Cafe. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. 
please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.